There was really no need for her to be so rude, so he indulged a simple pleasure by handing over the bills one by one. Then, with a final forbidden glance at Susie Trenchard, whose delectable bottom was giving a ripe jiggle as she disappeared down the passage towards the kitchen, he turned and went on his way. Susie! he heard Mrs. Trenchard shouting out a moment before the front door was slammed shut. Susie, will you come downstairs this minute for your breakfast? And see you're decent, do you hear? Don't forget the servants. Two letters, an electricity bill, and a small packet of colour prints went sliding through to the hall carpet of ten Jan Smuts clothes. A hen is an egg's way of making... But his uppermost thought had changed. It was always so when Ramjit Pillay felt a stirring in his loins a condition, moreover, that tended to elevate his thoughts still further, reminding him of his deep affinity with the Mahatma. Brahmacharya, he whispered reverently, not noticing that he'd given twelve Yan smuts close the mail for numbers fourteen and sixteen as well, so great was his preoccupation at this moment with higher things. The Brahmacharya experiments, as any devotee of Mahandas Karamchand Gandhi knew full well, had entailed the Mahatma lying all night with naked young girls beside him, testing his will to abstain. Gandhi's will had reportedly never failed him, and neither would Ramjad Pillay's, he felt sure, given the opportunity to undergo a similar ordeal. There's the rubbing, he muttered to himself, hurrying on up the close. The damnable rubbing. The rub being quite simply that, try as he might, Ramjit Pillay had yet to find a young girl in Trekkersburg who was willing to lie naked beside him all night. Once he had come very close to emulating the Mahatma, that was beyond dispute. Although her father still didn't see it that way, and he had to make a two-block detour whenever he chanced to be in that part of town. And once, having decided that tender years might not be an absolute requirement of a Brahmacharya experiment, he had attempted a night with Sophia a middle-aged Tamil lady well-known for her accommodating disposition. That had worked very well for the first hour. And then, growing restless, Sophia had given a deep sigh before suddenly heaving herself onto him. "'I see,' called out old Major McTaggart from the porch of fourteen young smuts close. "'Dash it all, I was expecting a copy of the club minutes this morning. You weren't just going to trot by, were you?' Major? Big brown envelope. Ramjan Pillay seemed to remember a big brown envelope in his young smut's close bundle, but a quick check revealed that his memory, usually so perfect in every way, must have played a trick on him. So sorry, Major, he said. No can do today. Humph, Major McTaggart snorted unpleasantly. I've my doubts about you as a post-waller, Pillay. Serious doubts. Well, don't just stand there looking holier than thou, you bandy old rascal. You're late enough as it is. Seething with indignation, yet no better place to protest than when Sophia had clapped a hand over his mouth before having her vigorous way with him, Ramjid Pillay continued on up Jan Smuts close. By jingo, how the world took advantage of an avowed pacifist. A ruddy hen, he said crossly, is an egg's no good. He simply couldn't be expected to concentrate, certainly not under these circumstances. Post-Waller? What a damnable impudence. 
What a way to speak to a highly educated man, qualified ten times over in any number of things. Why, the principal of the Easy Way Correspondence College, the world-famous Dr. Gideon de Bruin, was forever congratulating him on the variety of diplomas he continued to be awarded, ranging from automotive engineering, theory only, to elementary philosophy, newspaper cartooning, and conversational Afrikaans. That's a pretty stamp, remarked Miss Simpson at twenty Jan Smuts close as she signed for a registered letter. On that cream envelope, half sticking out of your bag.